Hey friend, thank you so much for listening today. Just a bit ago, I got a few texts from some faithful listeners just like you. Arizona, Missouri, Wisconsin. What a joy to know. Across America and the world, people are tuning in to Bible Tract Echoes. It truly means a lot. We have a lot to get through today. I have a burden on my heart, something I feel led to share with you. We will be in the book of Esther. What a phenomenal book of the Bible. Really, I guess you could say that about every book of the Bible, I understand. But I'm excited to be in Esther today. Of course, one of two books of the Bible that are named for the female protagonist, uh, Esther and Ruth. Of course, many of you would know that. But here in Esther today, I have a thought that, oh, it's definitely squeezed my heart. It's tugged on my heartstrings. It's it slapped me upside the head when I've needed it as well. And I'll be careful, but I'll be blunt today. I believe God has something for us this week, and I want to ask you to buckle up. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. And I'm going to ask you to tune in every day this week. This thought, it just might change your life. On that note, before we dive into the book of Esther, I hope you'll find your Bible and make sure that you're ready to go as we find our place in Esther chapter 4. I have with me a gospel tract called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. This gospel track called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life on the front cover has a gentleman who looked to be, as the world would put it, down on his luck. He's faced some difficulties, and you can tell that through the thousand-yard stare that he's giving to the camera. And inside, the question, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Question is, have you presented your body? Have you presented your life to God? It begins, this tract does, with that verse and a very short anecdote. A sad old man dying of cancer told a pastor friend this tragic story. Years ago, when I was in the country of Sweden, God called me to preach. To this, I agreed, if he would enable me to sell my farm. The very next day, a man made me an offer on my farm, but I hesitated, telling him to return the next day on the morrow. After prayer, I promised God that I would preach if the buyer would, would agree to also buy my farm and take my job as a Sunday school superintendent. The man said, that's the very chance I've wanted. He paid me for the farm, but rather than using the money to prepare for the ministry, I went to America. And his story spirals down from there, and he ends up wasting his life. So close to God's will for his life. I hope that's not you today. Maybe this gospel tract, Christian friend, maybe it would speak to you. Maybe you need to go to BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org and order some of this gospel tract. Maybe you know someone for whom this gospel tract could be a help. 
today. BibleTracksInc.org. If you have more questions or you would like me to send you a direct link, you can text me as hundreds of other people already have. Here's my phone number. Text me directly, 309-316-7240. That's 309-316-7240. And now, let's find our place in the book of Esther, if you would. Esther chapter 4. We'll begin reading in verse number one. I'd like to set the stage and allow the Bible to provide the context for our thought today. So let's tune in. Let's put on our thinking caps. Let's focus on what the Bible has to say here. Don't drift off on me. Listen very carefully. Esther chapter four and verse number one says this. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes, and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and a bitter cry, and came even before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Now you may have perceived that we've jumped right into the middle of this account. What's going on here? Why are the Jewish people across the known world here in Esther chapter 4, why are they weeping and wailing? Why do they put on sackcloth? Why is Mordecai so upset? Well, a hateful man named Haman has ascended to what would be the equivalent of prime minister. Now, Haman is an Agagite, and we could talk at length about the family history, if you would call it that, between King Agag and his descendants and the people of Israel, but for time's sake, we'll put that to the side. Suffice it to say that Haman already has a bad taste in his mouth towards God's people, towards the Jewish people. Further, he was offended by Mordecai. Haman wanted everyone to bow down to him. He wanted to flaunt his position. Mordecai said, I bow to God and God alone. And so Haman got his knickers in a twist, if you will. And so he flew off the handle to the point that he, by force of will, by bribery, by surreptitious dealings, he was able to procure a decree from the king that said every single Jewish person, including Mordecai, every Jew would be killed. If you look at Esther chapter 3 and verse number, let's see, 13, just a little bit back here, the letters were sent by posts. This is the, the copy of the decree is what we're referring to. The letters were sent by posts into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. This is the decree that has so upset Haman. Then we find ourselves in verse number four of chapter four. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her. 
Then was the queen exceedingly grieved. And she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Then called Esther for Hatak, one of the king's chamberlains, who he, he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So Hatak went forth to Mordecai unto the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. So imagine this, Hatak is kind of an intermediary. He's the middleman. Esther, the cousin of Mordecai, if you recall that relationship, Mordecai really is a father figure to her, and he guided her through her ascending to the, the position of queen, and unbeknownst to her husband, the king, she is a Jew, Esther is in the palace. She can't just come and go as she pleases. And so she sends this intermediary, Hatak, one of her servants, one of her chamberlains, to speak to and to carry messages back and forth. Verse number seven, Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him and of the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also, he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther, and to declare it unto her, and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, and to make request before him for her people. Hatak came, verse 9 and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Now, it's a little foggy to me, I'll be honest, whether or not Esther really had an understanding of the threat that her people were under before this time. I don't believe she understood the full import. I think what grieved her was the fact that she knew that Mordecai was grieved, and so she sent Hatak to find out why. Why are you so sorrowful? Why are you mourning, uh, Mordecai? Verse 10, again Esther spake unto Hatak, and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. She has now heard the account. Verse 11, all the king's servants, this is basically Esther speaking, and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. She tells Mordecai through Hatak that for a month I have not been summoned by the king. What makes you think anything is going to be different now? It almost sounds as though her mind is made up doesn't it? Think about this. Put yourself in her position. Mordecai, what's insinuated here, Mordecai, they are still cleaning up the blood out of the marble of the last fool that went in unto the king without an official royal summons. Why are you asking me to go to him? Verse 12, they told Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now for those of you 
that maybe aren't as familiar with this story. And for those of you that are, I'm going to purposefully leave you on just a little bit of a cliffhanger. Here's the question that we must ask ourselves today. Will Esther change her mind? Or will she and her people, her cousin, will all of them be destroyed forever? Will she change her mind? We're going to pick up right here where we've left off tomorrow, right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Maybe right now, you might need to go to BibleTractsInc.org and order the gospel tract I mentioned, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. If you would, have a great day for His glory. Thank you for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.